<laughs> Dude Sweet is a podcast about dudes trying to be better dudes and dudes of all kinds and shapes and sizes, big dudes, little dudes, medium-sized dudes, average dudes, sub-average dudes, above-average dudes, any dudes you can think of. Brought to you by project-nerd.com for all of your nerdly needs. And if you can find cheaper dudes anywhere else, fuck <laughs> it! <laughs> I was going to keep going and just say every type of dude I could think of. Yeah, dude. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dude Sweet. Dude Sweet. Dude Sweet. Yeah. There we go. Jump yeah. in. Jump in. Jump hey, in. Yeah, I like to. I want to be a part of that. I feel like it's a rite of passage for me to be here. Yeah. I like the cool guys. Bit, yeah, podcast. I guess so. Here, don't say anything. <laughs> now go back to being completely silent. We are live in Inglewood, Colorado for the first time in ages. Yes. Well, ever, technically. I mean, well, yeah, first time in Inglewood. Yeah. Inglewood. There you go. Uh, my name is Ian Douglas Terry. My name is Brian Keith Nelson, a.k.a. Black Sicko Thunder. And we have the one and only Cody Divine with us, ladies and gentlemen. Pow, 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 <laughs> pow, 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 pow. Come is that your hot. catchphrase? Um, it is when I'm in Inglewood for protection. <laughs> for protection. We're by a hospital. St. Inglewood, California. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, yeah, this is the first time Brian and I have been in the same room recording yeah since i don't know it's been a while yeah it's been a minute it's been at least at least over a year and this is cody's first time ever with us i am so excited yeah (laughs) top three coolest podcasts i've ever done and that's assuming i'm on here two more times (laughs) i mean shit joe we get special guests jumping on you guys be live i'll be remote who knows? Special guest, Cody Devine. <laughs> Every week, special guest. I want to be that kind of thing. <laughs> Reoccurring guest. <laughs> so if you don't know who Cody is, if you're listening to this, you're like, who the fuck is this nerd? <laughs> just right away. Aggressive. Just, just aggressive. aggressive. Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, if you're that aggressive, Cody is one of the best dudes we know. Mm-hmm. And also an entertainer. All around entertainer. Not, listen. Not so, just a wrestler. Not just a not professional just wrestler. But an actor. This man has traveled to Spain. A thespian. I've seen him on the stage. A gentleman. <laughs> a gentleman. Of a scholar. And another collector of fanny packs, might I say. Yep. He's wearing a fanny pack right now. Cody Divine, everybody. Yeah, this is my retro one. For those of you at home. Um, <laughs> that looks like shit, some shit from Saved by the Bell. Earphone thing on it. Okay. okay. So you can put your earphones through here. Your ah, earphones. Just in case you got your earphones. Headphones. <laughs> headphones, earphones. <laughs> Damn it. I got too nervous. <laughs> you can, you can put He's your... talking about his earphones. <laughs> hey, that works the same. No, I, I am a hearing aid kid. Maybe that's the place. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, what do we got for Cody? Cody's already a good dude, so we can't help him. Yeah, well, I mean, we could help. So, okay. let's do let's something. See if we, we can help. Let's do a little mental health check-in for everybody. Yeah. So, let's go ahead and start with our guest. So, like, 
How's your mental health doing? How you doing? How you, you good? You holding things together? On a scale of one to ten? <laughs> I mean, let's number it. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Ugh, that's tough. <laughs> I mean, I finally had some caffeine today, so I'm chilling at a solid seven. There you, you go. Okay. See what happens when that dwindles. <laughs> <laughs> so caffeine helps you. So yeah. you're an addict, is what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Good, because then the this would have been real weird. This is actually a twelve step program. Yeah, we actually have we actually have your family on Zoom over there. We're gonna really They didn't want to be here in person, it gets weird if you're over Zoom. They flew Brian in to help. <laughs> they know that's too personal, too personal to touch. They're, they're gonna have the their faces, their cameras off for the Zoom Zoom yep. intervention too. Yeah. They're actually it's the back they turn their backs on the so camera. They're, they're all doing the fucking old school uh, Macho Man Savage per- just sh- just flexing yep. it back while yep. they're talking to you. Yeah, we're very disappointed in the way. So not not to not to derail right away, but caffeine. How do we quit it? Man, that's a crazy topic for you to bring up now because I know. I've been trying to uh, not cold turkey. But yeah, I was up to uh, two cups of coffee a day, uh, like bang or rain to like get me through the day, which is like three hundred milligrams. And then I would go to the gym and have one more pre-workout at the gym and then like sit there at night and wonder why I'm like horrified of the walls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't sleep. I mean, that's, I basically do like a kind of a pre-workout type thing, but it's not pre-workout yeah. in the morning. I okay. mix up a shake with some green stuff and some other things. But then midday I do another like energy drink type thing. Yeah, I'm so trying to get off of that. Ourselves. Yeah. I mostly just drink water all day. Yeah, see, he's pure. <laughs> his piss is clean dude i try to i checked know, i i add the uh water bottle to my uh you know phone wallets keys testicles spectacles i yeah. try to add the water to that regimen now there you go yeah. to bring it everywhere yeah what happens when you don't have caffeine that's a good fucking question yeah. I, I he's like he's never with that i either. started having caffeine in like fourth grade yeah oh shit um, so just been non-stop i was a little shit kid and i kept telling my dad i wanted coffee and he was like it'll shut you up but that didn't work either but it definitely it probably made you more it energetic i think that's why my feet are small yeah is that, <laughs> is that a theory is that, can we can we get someone to look that up and email us? I'm not, we have computers right here, but I'm not looking it up. Yeah, I don't have time. <laughs> Does I coffee make your feet small? I fall a lot with my little feet. So. What size are those shits? I don't want to say live here in the air. Oh. Well, you can lie. Thirteen. Okay, thirteen. So he's got boots and babies. So I don't know what average size feet he's got. A thirteen I know it's not kids. Mine. Sometimes me and my girlfriend are on the go. I Dude, my girlfriend and I have the same length of legs because I got long torso and short legs. Yeah. Wow. You know, we all have our own crosses to bear. That's what I'm saying. I always mop faster than my partner. It's always like, slow down. Dude, whenever I don't have caffeine for like not even a full day, I get a headache. Where I'm like, that's bad, right? That's that means it's bad. Mm -hmm. I had a couple days of headaches coming off of like having the bangs every day and all that. And it was also that the bangs weren't doing anything either. I could like drink them and take a nap. And like, so I was like, all right, like this is crazy. Um, but now I do like maybe a cup of coffee. And then if I'm gonna work out later, pre-workout, or if I'm not, then a Red Bull. Um, sugar-free too. Yeah. So, you know, you gotta get there. watch the body. See the, yeah, yeah. Health and wellness. I feel like that's where I was, where I was like, get rid of the sugar. So at least it's not like making you fat. <laughs> it's yeah. still a problem yeah but it's a it's not two problems yeah mm-hmm. yeah oh man 
I've been thinking about that. But anyways, back to mental health. <laughs> it's always interesting to hear these caffeine conversations as someone who rarely drinks them because that shit makes me way too jittery. It does the yeah. opposite of like making me aware. Yeah, no, it's it's an absolute necessity for me to start my day off with yeah. tons of nicotine and coffee. Yeah. See. And then wonder why I'm exhausted by 11 a.m. <laughs> See, I've never smoked, so I don't. It's so nice. Yeah. I think Xander so was, nice. you were start. there when I started smoking, ironically. Whoa. Yeah. Exclusive. Um, someone at LLL, it was, I swear it was either you or Sam or Royce, one of those guys was like, hey, um, I dare you to go out into the ring with Royce's vape. See yeah. if you can get get it over as a heel. It might not have been you who said to it. It might have been you who I was wrestling. I bet. And I was like, all right. No, I'll, I remember I'll... talking about this. Yeah. Because no, I was just like, was you like... know what you should do? You should take that vape thing out there. No one would think it's more than a dick than to go out there and just like blow vape before you go out there and wrestle. Yeah. Just like just be an absolute dick about it. I never had a nicotine <laughs> problem before that. <laughs> well, I'm glad. So apparently I'm, I'm responsible for addictions. Wow. So you're welcome. You ruined his life. That's fine. I will literally you would have vape giant Zoom feet right now. <laughs> Like, I will vape on Zoom meetings as a real estate agent. If it's, like, just with other agents, I'm like, I can't not for an hour. Like, that's right, because that's the shit. That's why I was like, dude, this started as a gimmick, and now it's, like, a real thing. It is a real <laughs> so, if you haven't vaped, try it out. No, no. <laughs> this show's sponsored know that's by... I was going to do. It's spo- <laughs> our show is sponsored by just the concept of vaping. The concept of vaping. And the commercial that goes, metal in your lungs that i keep seeing about vaping oh, i keep saying that yeah. that just seems to me like a bunch of armor around them. i fucking or, love metal dude rock yeah, on yeah <laughs> yeah in the veins people say it's in the veins it's literally gonna be in your veins yeah man. so one out of ten where are you at <laughs> <laughs> said about a seven right I'm, I'll, about I'll seven? six seven today six seven today all right yeah. brian now it's your turn you know what? I'm sitting here. I'm not necessarily on vacation, but I'm with family and friends and shit again. So I'm going to go like 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10? 8 out of 10, yeah. Dude, I'm like a 9. Yeah? I'm like a 9. There you go. I haven't had like a problem in a long time. Nice. Where shit's happened, but it, I, it's just like, I don't know what happened. If I think I think COVID broke my brain, honestly. Yeah. I, th- I think I have like residual effects or whatever, mm. but it's like my brain doesn't even process when there's a problem. I'm just like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> and then I fix or take care of whatever yeah. and just move on. I think that's like... Where, where before, it's like I'd get like, ah, fucking shit. God damn out. it. Fuck. Like, fuck. I gotta do this shit now. Fuck. And then it would just lead into more shit. Yeah. I think there's a time where we all just get sick and tired of doing that shit. Yeah. We just get sick and tired of getting pissed off at the shit that's gonna keep, like, pissing us off. Because you just realize it's like a cycle. Yeah. And then you realize what it, like, does to you because mentally and emotionally it drains you and it takes away from all your shit. And then yeah. all the shit you want to do, you're like, well... I don't fucking have the energy for that shit now because I done screamed my head off. Or I could just blame having COVID once on every <laughs> single, which I have been doing. Have you? Yeah. Where it's like the doctor said I have high cholesterol, but I'm like, no, fucking that was, COVID. No, nah, that was, I'm, I get tired because of COVID, not because my not because my blood's like pancake batter. <laughs> it's definitely that. So are you drinking pure agave before you come to these? Well, listen, me and friend of the show Andrew Orvidal had COVID around the same time, and we have now exclusively made it the source of like everything, everything, every yeah. fucking where I'm like I'm super forgetful and have a bad memory just because I'm an old man. It's like COVID, but I'll be like, oh man, that's that COVID. It's that COVID <laughs> brain. It got me. All my memory shit I blame on wrestling. <laughs> like it's all that getting slammed around and tossed See? and shit to rattle the brain. That's mine go. right there. I mean, don't forget the thought, like not even just having COVID as a sickness, but yeah. like having no responsibilities or things to remember for like two years. Like 
Yeah. You know, we're, I think we're all having to retrain our brain one way or another right now, yeah. and it's and doing it while this world is still crazy. I mean, now there's monkeypox. Monkeypox. Yeah. Monkeypox. I looked this up. Like I didn't. I thought it was a joke. My yeah. roommates were making me monkeypox. Yeah. Like, is this like a South Park thing? <laughs> I look it up. I'm like, oh, it's COVID, but now you're a reptile. Yeah, it like, fucks you it's up. It's crazy because motherfuckers weren't taking the vaccines that they do use to prevent that shit from coming back, and now shit's coming back. Oh anyway. my god! Now I got to worry about monkeypox. Well, dude, me and Brian went to Golden Corral, and I was pretty much convinced that that's where I was going to get whatever. Yeah, that's true. Because there were specimens. There, there were, and my stomach paid for that shit. Mine didn't? <laughs> no. No. I, I ate all their dirty-ass meat. I was fine. See, it we're slandering, good, we're slandering Golden Corral now, which tasted is unfair. good, though. It's unfair. Yeah, you wouldn't have gotten monkeypox from a CeCe's pizza. You know? That's true. I can't eat dairy, though, see? Until uh, so CeCe start true. making that dairy-free ch- uh, cheese pizza? I can't do that shit. That's true. I've been trying to transfer out dairy, too, actually, over the last year. Yeah. Have you uh, noticed? Ooh, is that going to be the next one? I'll do it. Uh, I, uh... My girl had me drinking almond milk, and at first... Okay. You know when you first drink beer and you're a kid and you're like, this is terrible, and after a while you're like, hmm. Um, or, I mean, as an adult, um, at the age of 21. Uh, so... <laughs> almond milk's the same way you first taste yeah. it and you're like this will never do it for me because i'm like one of those gross milk drinkers that will need it and run down to the kitchen and pour a tall glass and chug it there and just sucking it, it down refreshed. And, i used to uh, do that shit with milk but i'd eat that shit with pb and j's yeah yeah oh my god so now i had to do it with almond milk and it's it's so much better and like a lot of my like digestion issues went away yeah i'll still eat cheese but not nearly as much as i used to yep dude i can't stop cheese i'll eat just like cheese slices i'm not stopping cheese yeah i'm not a sociopath (laughs) well i guess i am because i'm a mexican here who fucking doesn't eat cheese yeah they make like a plant cheese that's good and not fucking expensive i'm in they do it's just not it's like the bags are like five bucks yeah so that's a little bit more but it's just like you can't make a lasagna with that shit but it's not bad. Some of the options that they have. I have noticed up here, though, surprisingly, in Colorado, not as many dairy-free and soy-free options as there are down in the South. Interesting. That is very interesting. I thought up here would be more bougie. Yeah, we got There'd be lots more of white that, devils. Look at this. So like, nah, fuck it. <laughs> Kroger down there has dairy-free, soy-free shit that I can eat. And I'm like, cool, because like when I was going through the dairy-free shit, soy was also messing with me, too. So it's like, yeah. soy does it... Uh, tofu and some of like certain other vegetables are the things that like bloat me up super easy so it was like i'm over there trying to be on especially during like the wrestling days trying to be stuck on like a broccoli chicken and rice type of deal and fucking the rice just bloats around my midsection and the fucking broccoli just like bloats me up and shit so i switch other shit around but it's like i can't have potatoes for <laughs> such a pain in the that's why i said fuck a six-pack as long as i'm functional and i feel good i don't give a fuck yeah i don't know if i can get a six-pack anymore like no. i swear this is like the hardest I've ever gone at the gym uh-huh. until about two weeks ago when I was like, hmm, I'm going to take a sec. <laughs> but, like, that's the hardest I've ever gone, and I feel like I just keep getting fatter. Yeah. Like, it's crazy to me. I don't understand it. Wait till I don't you're know. my age. You can't do anything. Bodies are weird, man. <laughs> it's like my body can get in really good shape if I'm super meticulous with the shit. I just don't have the energy. I don't have the time for it. And, like, even now, <laughs> I don't have a warehouse job. My body's not getting beat up through, like, training or any shit like that. Like, cause all most of my training, if I do anything crazy, you pad the fuck up, so it's cool. And then, like, if we go on wire work or something, we're getting caught in big ass body pads, yeah. so we're good. But it's still like my body recovers better, but I'm like not fucking getting shredded or any of that shit because my body's still just like easy. This is not <laughs> exactly what we're <laughs> meant for. And again, it's cool. If I had a six pack, it'd be unfair for a lot of people. So That's true. 
I think it uh, it helped me at the beginning of the year. I said I was going to go the first six months of the year without fast food, mm-hmm. not counting Dunkin' Donuts. And um, <laughs> and, uh, and I did that. Yeah. But as soon as that ended, it was like for a week I was a monster. <laughs> or like, um, but even then I've taken a six-month break, which I've never really done. Like I'm actually taking a break from fast food because I was eating it maybe four or five days out of the week like, yeah. at least once. It was like – I started eating it and I felt like crap. You feel like shit? <laughs> I felt like you feel like shit, shit man. And I was yeah. like, "This is." I thought Taco Bell was loyal. But... No, that was this like is horse meat. That was me. In my, that was me in my early twenties when I was like, "All right, like I'm kind of doing this shit for this wrestling thing. I guess I might as well like clean up my diet." So I legit like fucking threw every one night. I just went through everything, all the junk food shit that I had out, and I was just like, "All right, I'm done with that shit." Y'all can take this, or y'all can eat that. Other than that, if you ain't eating it, let's get the fuck out of here now. Like, I don't want to see it. And I just changed my body so rapidly, and it felt good. And then when I would slip back in there every so often, I'm like, you know what? Let me go get another beefy five-layer burrito. <laughs> and that shit would murder me for days. Oh I was like, oh, my God. It's and almost like I it's get, bad. Yes. <laughs> the older I get, the more consequences these things the have. The more. Dude, Cody's yeah. grizzled right now. Dude, it's, <laughs> yeah, he's a grizzled man. I, uh, <laughs> I was like 150 pounds when I met you at like 18, 19 years old. Yeah. And I'm chilling at 193 right now. There you go. Um, and There you go, more or less, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, just from getting my own car and being able to You're get fast the thickness food. of a man. the thickness of a real man yeah i mean it's one of those things like with our body the more we're doing shit you can because like my body doesn't particularly build muscle very well but it does like it has its structure so i'm noticing now that a lot of the shit is starting to actually show but it's just been like years of consistent hard work with it some people can do that and just fucking change like overnight some of us can't really do that but i think it's like one of those things where you're starting to like put on the mass now because you don't bit, like, you like you don't carry it in a fucking weird unhealthy way or anything yeah no i mean i think it's a uh, every big bodybuilder has told me the worst part of the gym is the body dysmorphia you get <laughs> yeah like yeah so i'm like when i first got the they call the newbie gains i'm like holy shit <laughs> you're like yeah look <laughs> I'm at like this and chris pratt like, <laughs> into the galaxy right now and then, like, as soon as I started going away or, like, my routine would slip a little bit, yep. it's, like, suddenly I'm just fucking packing pounds. Yeah. And yeah. It's crazy. And I hate cardio so yeah. much. Oh, it's fucking I, the worst. Um, I love that you told Cody he did not have a weird body. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very nice thing to tell and, him. And, like, I'm not, like, a not confident person, but when you have to, like, take off your shirt every weekend yeah, to, yeah. like, go wrestle somewhere and you see all these people, like, you're... You're gonna have these certain expectations for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I don't you think know. a lot of people think about that when you like that are outside of either bodybuilding or wrestling, because it's like stand-up comedians. You can look like horse shit. Yeah, no one gives a shit. You can just be the fattest, weirdest, whatever, mm-hmm. skinniest, whatever, whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, but with wrestling, you're like shirts off. Everyone's looking at you. They can see every. They can see your back. If you yep. have a back knee or a weird fucked up situation yep no for <laughs> Where sure i only had my sh- I, a man took my shirt off in front of a wrestling crowd i wouldn't oh yeah that's right i oh. would never do it myself like in the day he, chris hero murdered yeah, i was gonna say chris hero. <laughs> he took my shirt off yeah, yeah i remember he ripped that. your shirt off <laughs> yeah he was crush i wrestled him last week and he reminded me that like the reason people hate me so much is because they see me and they're like i know i could beat him up so then <laughs> When he starts winning, it's like, what that's good dick. though. That's good. It, it though. works. But I like that. I'd like to try to get at some type of physical peak. Yeah. Where it's like people are like, maybe I can't beat him up. 
Yeah. See, I keep blaming my age where I'll be like, dude, I'm working out. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm eating better, but the weight's not going. I'm still. And then I realize uh, Brian Danielson and Claudio Castagnoli are the same age as me. So I can't. <laughs> you can't use those. Like two as a like just in shape motherfuckers. I can't be like, oh, once you're 41, dude, it's impossible. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, a lot of it takes time and dedication that people don't think about. So it's like <clears throat> when you're if you're at any point training for something. A lot of times people are like, oh, yeah, you work and then you go do fuck around, whatever. They don't take into account the time of that. It's almost like another job. If not at the very least, like a part time job, you're working your full job. Then more than likely, then you're going to either train or the gym. And it's a combination of those. Yeah. And that's like that can be anywhere from training for wrestling three hours, the gym, maybe hour to two hours, five to six hours. Like that's all. how many times a week? Right. <laughs> like if not every night a week like that shit like was was busy and then the weekends you're fucking still trying to work out and then wrestle or train or have a life have <laughs> all this other shit like, to work out on the weekend like i know so many people that are like yeah i'm gonna go get a pump in before the show and i'm like aren't you afraid of getting hurt nah, like i don't know i, I, I felt just, better doing it but yeah, plus too like that was because most of my jobs were physical the the weekend was the only time i wasn't waking up and doing a whole day before i would go to the gym yeah so i'm yeah. like all right that helps me like loosen up my body but i get in like really good lists before i go and do the show i'm not trying to like do anything crazy you know like i'm not trying to do no power lifting <laughs> bullshit nothing like that like i've done that fuck i'm good i'm good on all that but i would yeah it, it would go but i also was at at the point where i was super busy i'm like i'm not going to the gym before the show i gotta like rest fuck that uh, i think it's also been harder for me to keep fat off since i stopped serving and like bartending mm-hmm because you know three four days a week you're walking like yeah, crazy hustle, yeah, yeah. and then you have everything else but once covid kicked in at one point in covid i was in the worst shape of my life for sure like <laughs> i think everybody did yeah that. and uh <laughs> and then i got into like the best shape of my life in the same fucking pandemic um <laughs> but it was like yeah once you know all that like walking that you do during the day stopped and then like my job is suddenly like sit in the car and walk the least amount i can because i sweat profusely and i'm wearing a nice shirt <laughs> and like um yeah it's it's harder yeah it's wild yeah i know having to adapt that shit is just <laughs> sometimes it's more of a hassle than you would like it to be yeah because we went from warehouse jobs to remote jobs and that ooh girl you pack it on yeah like yeah, your you body's can, yeah. all of a sudden just like oh i can relax like <laughs> just like let's loose <laughs> but keep the daily calorie amount the same yeah. <laughs> yeah ooh now i'm around all of my food all day right <laughs> I'm glad I, like, made myself dedicated. That's, like, one of the takeaways I always take from wrestling is just having to, like, make yourself be ready for shit. So I'm glad for the most part I'm like, you know what? I'll talk myself out of buying terrible junk food and shit most of the time I go shopping. I he do does it out thing. loud. I've heard him yeah. do it. Yeah. When we're at the he's movies, like, nope, he's nope, like, is nope. that popcorn? No. Nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> That's also a sign I've spent too much time alone, but I don't give a fuck about <laughs> blame COVID. Because me talking, you know what? I'll do the same thing when I was younger. I blame that on being a theater kid. <laughs> See, there you, go. there you go. I say shit out loud because we're used to monologuing all the time. I- I'm so. glad that more people monologue out loud. To so am I. I'm like, I was not good. a theater kid, but I like. I'm glad that shit happens because it's like, yo, just it. fucking, just say some Get shit out loud. Out. Sometimes, sometimes cool. you gotta say some shit out loud. You gotta vent to yourself. You, I think we should be able to talk to ourselves at a certain capacity without people looking at us like they should be worried. <laughs> yeah, See, to a certain you, point. Now there's another point where it's just like, oh no, that's a whole. Like it's a whole council meeting over there. I mainly do it when I drive. Yeah, because it's me being like, 
oh, look at this motherfucker. Like, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But I've tried to like pivot because I got that from my my dad would always swear and curse out every single driver. And I realized when people are with me in the car, they're like, all right, this is kind of terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> so I've tried to change it where I'm like really positive. I'm like, oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, oh, thanks, guys. Thanks, buddy. But that's even more psycho, I think. <laughs> The calm one, it's like, yeah, thank you. And then you read out their license plate number. No, thank like, you. I feel like driving in Denver, everyone runs stop signs. I'm constantly like, please don't kill me. Thank you. Don't come to Atlanta. <laughs> My weird driving thing is I'll self-monologue to whatever song's on. Like, I don't even realize oh I'm doing God. it. I'm singing to a song and someone cuts me off and I'm like, I like I can't just think of someone to fight. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, no, you're, I feel you're like you. monologuing to yourself while singing to like an Adele song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I do that all the. T- if it's if it's a tune, I know like I'll fucking just do a little bit of rhyming to the situation of it. Like get yeah. ready to cut me off. Some just bullshit like that. <laughs> I it. hate drivers. Like some bullshit like that. We're gonna be the only two people in the world that do this shit. But I'm glad you get it. <laughs> you know, there's people that like. You guys have heard of this where they don't internally monologue? Like, whoa. I don't know what it's like to not have anything up there, especially as somebody with like. Just like lizard lizard brain. Yeah. Just not even. You're just like. Like, even when I sit there and meditate, I literally can't picture anything because I fucking like the tinnitus is just so loud in both my ears that I just will still imagine like static in my. I just can't. So, people that don't have anything like that, I wonder what that's like. Yeah, like kind of just peace and sin that is. Yeah. Talk to themselves, I'm kind of jealous, man. Because if I could just not think about anything ever, that'd be that'd pretty be sick. fucking awesome. But I, I guess I was when I took Lexapro. That was kind of <laughs> <laughs> I was just kind of like, it was awesome. And if anyone wants to take it, they absolutely should. But it was like, I was just like, hey, What's like, up, it was just like existing, and I was like, not never had any like creative impulses. It was just like. Everything's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's all chill. And I yeah. think that got me to where most a lot of people are, where they're just like, you know, I could think about things, or I could just be not. a fucking lizard. Yeah, I could just not think about <laughs> shit. I am both columns. I I will talk to yeah. myself and get crazy anxiety, but then sometimes I will zone out for like forty five seconds on an item, and nothing will be through <laughs> here. It is just like air complete yeah. static and i'll like come out of it and i'm like what the fuck same thing when you're driving does yeah. that ever happen to you when you drive you just zone feel out like you zone out and then, and then you're like, like i don't remember that last mile i just <laughs> yeah, drove like but you, i know i drove it safely you get home and you're just like oh, <laughs> oh. i drove <laughs> well that's <laughs> called blackout drinking yeah like <laughs> oh shit dude it's horrifying yeah <laughs> like, it's scary as fuck like, because it's like yo what if i took somebody out yeah. in that period of time no idea fucking terrified God. Yeah, it's terrifying. We might have serious issues. <laughs> I'm blaming COVID again. No, and, see, and being old. Before it exactly. I have both of those lazy. Well, I'm old and I got COVID once. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was asymptomatic when I got it the one time. I was yeah. super lucky. But I I just got real sick for like two days and then it was As I know I haven't had the shots it. Shots got so me way more messed crossed. up. Yeah. <laughs> The vaccine, dude. The sec that booster fucked me up. Oh man, I didn't get the booster. It's crazy. The second shot was some shit, though. I was like, oh. Next day, I was like, oh no, I feel like shit. I ruined the Thanksgiving because I got so sick. (laughs) 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 Like I was just like passed out, like couldn't function. Yeah, except guys, that's how my family functions go, anyways. Like most people are just passed out, scattered (laughs) around my grandpa's house, not drunk, like just. Just, not even eaten yet. Like, just it's out. Just, just sleeping. 
We have a sleepy family, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's better than having a combative family. Yeah, just I would much rather take that. Than all this. It's like, man, I thought you were going to calm down after the food, but now you just have more energy to yell. Like, shit, stop. And sometimes someone wakes up the bear. Like, <laughs> like it does happen. It's just, it's both. Like, they'll all be sleeping <laughs> gently, like, not doing anything, and then someone will wake up and... It starts screaming at each other. And it's so intense. <laughs> it's a wrap from there. And it's like, why the fuck do you guys do this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. it's annoying. Uh, Cody. Yes. <laughs> See, I had to wait. I had to wait for him to respond. Before Even though I was response. looking out the window, I was like, Cody. <laughs> um, when I met you, you were a young man. You still, you're, you're still a relatively young man. You didn't age crazily. We didn't get like a Benjamin Button reverse thing. Wait, no. Benjamin Button normal. See, I mixed that up. Um, what's it been like to go from Cody Divine of the upgrades to <laughs> Co- Cody Cody Divine, the guy winning lots of stuff and being one of the dudes? Just from my point of view of going to shows, one of the dudes. You're like one of the dudes now. <clears throat> I think um, in terms of Colorado wrestling, like Pretty much most of the really good talent does the best thing you can do here, and they leave. And it's not an offense to the state. Yeah. It's just we're a dead zone here. Not many people know we're here. And, uh, you know, and I tried the leaving thing. I did San Diego for like six to eight months, whatever it was. I loved it. I had an awesome trainer out there with a B-Boy, um, and I was just training with some serious talent. And, um, you know, for me it was just my – family was growing while I was away and I just was like I had to pick and I knew when I came back that when you come back to Colorado wrestling you're kind of accepting that wrestling is probably not going to be a career path for you but maybe a hobby or just something you're passionate about and I think you have to come to terms with that and I knew when I came back I wanted to make the state better I wanted to take some of the things I got from California and like integrate it here Um, or I wanted to you know, do things like if I could run a training session um, a night a week and try to do things like when names come to town, see if they want to do a seminar with us. And like, I want the state to get better. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it has. It's come a long ways from what it was. Yeah. Um, just in the eight years I've been here, it's. Oh, I think yeah. it, it just comes from. I think I just care a lot more about the like sport of wrestling itself yeah. than a lot of other wrestlers here. That's not a diss on them. Like, it, like, and there's still people here better than me, but like, there's a lot of guys here that will train and get on shows and then they will never show up to another day of training yep. yeah. or have a match where they're trying to like, see how like hard they can go again. They're just like doing their thing, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but that just really bores me. Like yeah. when you stick to like the simple day one formula, it's just, it's really boring. It's not really like. I don't want to say not worth my time. It's not the right wording. It's just not very stimulating. It's yeah. not very stimulating to go out there and be like, you know, you, you run through the basic formula and you each do one cool move and take it home. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's so boring. Exactly. Well, you're at the point now where that's no longer like what you're trying to spend your time on. Yeah. And I think it's just watching guys like Royce and Sam seriously get to the next level. Yeah. Um, obviously, Sam's been on another level for a long time and, mm-hmm. and Royce was going to be on the next level no matter what. He was Definitely. just like born for it. Yeah. But, like watching those guys and seeing how good they got and just watching 
wrestling grow in general, like on the big stages, had me so intrigued with like putting better matches together. Yeah. And and like the reality is, and I'm fine with it, uh, is I on a on a big scale, I suck. And I'm fine with it's not like a diss on me. It's just like yeah. in California, the guys that are on like the lower end shows are still going and doing like 25 minute matches where you're remembering all this crazy stuff bang 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 and like <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what i mean and yeah. like the trainees that have only been wrestling for like two years in california are like hard trained and would work circles around most people around the country i mean those guys yeah. are crazy and mm-hmm. it's just like the art of putting together honestly the funnest part of wrestling to me is like sometimes not even a performance but putting a match together yeah because like when you're planning it you're like oh no that would work or oh that doesn't make sense yeah. um like when you start trying to put psychology together and you're like oh why that we shouldn't do that there yeah, yeah, yeah. um and it's not to be a stickler towards psychology everything has to make perfect sense but you know if you do it this way the crowd's not going to react to it because like simple storytelling why are we doing this this way it doesn't yeah. make any sense and i'm just really like particularly interested in how the structure of a match goes. It's I don't know. It's really interesting to me. And like seeing guys like the Young Bucks and Kenny and all those guys put together these just yeah. intricate matches is mm-hmm. so so perplexing to me. And such a like high like such a high level way of thinking. And yeah. so I, I try to get that here the best I can. Yeah. Um well and that's that's a like an area thing. Because even after training down in Florida and like wrestling with some of those guys too a lot of it is still, that's all repetition. We don't have the repetition of calling those long-ass matches. Yeah. And we don't necessarily have the training to be able to do the spot memorization of where you remember, okay, spot one is this whole entire thing. Spot two is this whole entire thing. And then, like, choreographing it out. Because that's just, we don't <clears throat> have that training here. Because that's not the style that's really, like, re- like prevalent here. So, a lot of the times, you get that if people are good at, like, calling shit on the fly. Which, <clears throat> back to, like, being in a position where you're working with people and you're keeping shit basic. Like again, not to, it's not shit on anybody. It is what it is with wrestling. Like we train to be able to wrestle whoever and get the best match out of whatever level we can. But there's a point where you have to grow. And if all you're doing is still leading those same matches where it's like, okay, I'm the one trying to lead you through this basic match. I can only do so much. I can only call so much. I can only try and plan out so much Yeah. based off of your limitations. And often off more often than not, their limitations are going to be like, I'd rather work within your limitations and know we're going to have a good to decent match than even risk like trying to do some shit that I, when I brought it up, the look in your eyes were like, oh God, I was hoping he wasn't going to say that shit. And it's yeah. like, I'm not going to risk anything fucking up like You know that. what's and really interesting to me mm-hmm. is everything Cody said, like literally can be transferred to any creative endeavor. Yeah. Because yeah. every, like, whether you're a painter, whether you're a comedian, whether you're whatever, if you're not in one of the LA or New York, there's a stigma yep. where it's like, you have to leave. And that's true in a lot of cases. And it's like with, and oh gosh, I'm seeing so many things. When you start doing the thing, you're doing an impression of what you think the thing is. Yeah. So did you find that with wrestling? When you first start, you're doing an impression of a wrestler. I and this is not a diss. I think Colorado is an impression of professional wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. For the most part, that could be a whole thing. Higher ups, but yeah, it's kind of what it is. And nothing wrong with it. Yeah, but and that's and I mean that's honestly the way you anything should start. Yeah, 
is like when we, God, we were doing punk shows in Columbus, Nebraska, Columbus, Nebraska, 24,000 people. We were doing punk shows and we'd literally just get, oh, who are the bands in Omaha? The much bigger place. Okay, get them to come here. And we'll just this, I think this is how this works. And we're a shitty band. We'll pretend. And then we get like 400 kids because it was the only thing happening. So it's like, that's how everything kind of starts. When you're a comedian and you start out doing comedy, you're doing an impression of a comedian. Mm -hmm. There's no one who like day one is like, just got it. This incredible mind, which maybe there is, but I fucking haven't met him. (laughs) Maybe I knew it takes at least time. And like, it's referred to there as finding your voice where within wrestling, like you figure out your voice as a performer. Yeah, your style and shit. That's so fucking interesting. Cause it's like, it comes from a character point. And that's what a lot of people, at least, from the time I've been around, a lot of people out here struggled with it. Because if you don't have any sense of your character, like what you're trying to portray, yeah. or if you even have, it even came down to the basic of, okay, this is you. This needs to be you inside of the ring. Yeah. So your aggression, you need to have your attitude. You need to have this, your toughness, whatever you need to have that. You need to learn how to separate and turn that shit on in the ring. So even in the wrestling standpoint, that's the go. That's when we're turning the shit up right there. Even if it's in a training match, yell a little bit, make a fucking weird face, fucking, <laughs> like get your body animated, bring like, a vape something. to the ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not as more, yeah, that's the more like, advancedness. And like you talking about, uh, two things, one, wanting to make the, the place you're in better. That's like one of the coolest things. I mm-hmm. feel like that's like the most pure pursuit. Well, you should. Where, especially if you're investing your time well, into yeah. it. And there's people I know that like they're writers for TV shows. They're doing this. They're doing that. That's awesome. But I feel like, and like with Royce and Sam, it's the same thing. That's what they were meant to do. But then there's, you know, other people where it's like, well, everybody can't do that. Mm-hmm. Everybody can't have a Netflix special. Everybody mm-hmm. can't wrestle on AEW Dark. You know, so it's like, well, what do you do then? Do you get bitter? Do yeah. you get pissed off? Do you talk shit? Do you hold young dudes down and act like, because there were comedians and wrestlers that do that shit? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure there's actors that, I'm sure there's some fucking miserable ass painter Every, oh here yeah, that's right. being oh an yeah. asshole. Uh, oh yeah. People do it in, corp- in corporate all the Yeah, time. yeah. All entertainment industries have like a certain like way of being mm-hmm. and it's just hierarchy, politics, and like just viciousness. Yeah. Um, they, yeah, I mean, I don't know. And I'm not going to say I'm not bitter and not oh, cynical. Yeah. Because I think like, we all oh, get that. Same. Yeah, one thousand like, percent. Anyone that has to do anything where other humans are involved, that happens. I'm not going <laughs> to shit talk wrestling. However, I'm not exactly happy about <laughs> no, it. Yeah, I mean, it's just like sometimes you have so many people that are just trying to like fight the current on what you're trying to do. Yeah. To the point where you just like throw your hands in the air and you're like, well, fuck it. I don't know. Like, yeah. And it's frustrating. And, and it's something I'm working on. Yeah. is like trying not to be so cynical because um, I am that way. And like, I think you asked me what it was like to be like one of the better guys around here. And I think it's just like almost out of spite. Like I want to have all the boys in the back that are here be like, dude, you're so good. And then I want to tell them just so you know, on a bigger scale, like even a slightly bigger scale, I'm awful. Yeah. And like, I am a lower card person in pretty much any good indie or I'm a stagehand in most good <laughs> indies. Like we need to raise our expectations. Yeah. You see what I just did? Like yeah. that's a dark match on a decent indie. Yeah. Like, you know, I just, I want to raise the expectation here. The only thing I think is a positive, um, that not so many people are trying to like do these high work rate matches is I think a lot of people get 
really awesome like mental health benefits from being in wrestling yeah maybe they didn't have like a social circle before yeah and wrestling can do that for them mm -hmm. and, and if that's... that's the case and like you go out there and you're your character every weekend you're just having your basic matches having fun with your friends honestly like why do i need to fight the current on that though either because Where? like it's better for their mental and health and you being a good wrestler doesn't define whether you deserve good mental yeah, health exactly you know? it's like, absolutely that's the way it is with bands yeah. In the band, you reach a point as a band where you're like, yeah, we're not going to do any of that wild touring. We're not going to do any <laughs> of that. that we're just going to have fun and make cool shit with our friends. And I feel like that's like the big thing that I've I've always leaned into because there, there were definitely times where I'm like, fuck, you know, this person's doing that and this person's doing this stuff. This person's making money doing that. And I'm not fucking doing anything. And I think that's an easy trap to fall into. Like, we could look at Royce and Sam. We could look at people like that. But, like, conversations I've had with people who had TV shows, who had, you know, these things, and just how it didn't, it didn't solve the problems. Yeah, I think it's just also self-awareness for me. Yeah. Like, I'm never bitter I didn't get a booking or never bitter I didn't get a certain amount of money. Yeah. Because I see the kind of work the guys that do get the bookings and do get the money put in, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, that yeah. checks. Like, <laughs> I'm not working hard as your Royce Isaacs and your uh, Dak Drapers, and I'm aware of that. We have to edit those names out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck the, them. <laughs> but like, you know, the, like even just in my time in California, seeing yeah. like the mid, like the mid shows out there, the talent is so awesome, yeah. and they're grinding all the time on socials, grinding all the time, never getting in person, and you know, they're, they're always on a grind, almost to the point where that's what I like better about Colorado wrestling is because no one here is paying any bills with it. It's there chill. is a better sense of camaraderie. Yeah. No one's really coming after you. And I know maybe it was a problem before, like politicking. Yeah. And like, that's crazy to me. You that, should be ashamed of yourself if you're bullshit. listening yeah. to this. <laughs> and you, you politicked to Colorado wrestling $10 I guarantee you they're not listening dude, there you people, might be a narcissist dude, there, were, there were fucking people playing Game of Thrones with like brewery sh comedy yeah. shows oh my like, God. it's yeah, the shit where it's like what are you no. this is it this is uh, you're gonna fucking the, this yeah. is the hype and that being said like some promotions will ask me who I want to wrestle now yeah and that's nice but like if I get a someone I'm not super stoked about, I'm not going to... Bruce Rogers, bitch yeah. Moan. No, I fucking love this. <laughs> See, I Bruce can't, Rogers I can't bury so any of our friends. Um, how dare you say he's nice? No. He's so <laughs> he was at, he's he's so at so Golden Corral wrestle. with us. Yeah. Shout out Bruce Rogers. He's in Fiji. or he's Yeah. Or they're on, he, they either they on their yesterday. way or they are in there. Yeah, he, you know what's funny? Uh, so I, don't, I can't remember if I mentioned this on a podcast, but I'm going to a murder mystery dinner tonight that's pro wrestling themed Ooh. and the person most bummed about not being able to make of course it, it is bruce rogers, bruce like, rogers yeah. he was like oh my god like i was like he loves murder. reschedule his... yeah <laughs> he loves murder yeah um, <laughs> i think i think to me as an old man who had covid once that's <laughs> that's my identity now <laughs> i'm an old man i had covid once you're doing like the things that i think are important to me where it's like, fuck money, fuck whatever, all that shit's, you know, whatever. If you're chasing that, good luck. But, like, one, you care about the place you live. You care about the scene you're in, which was huge. Like, in punk rock, that was all we gave a shit about. It was, like, never, like, dude, we're going to be on, like, MTV. It's like, that's for fucking, like, weirdos, man. Yeah. We're just going to make this place the best. And I carried that over into everything. So I like that. And then the second thing is, you went somewhere else to see how it goes. Like if you never leave the bubble, 
that's you know, when you fucking yeah. get crazy. Yeah, that's no when clue. you get because you'll just be like this. Like if I get on this one show, it's gonna solve all my problems because Lucha Libre and Laughs is the best show in the world. Which it's a great show. It is the greatest show in the world. But <laughs> if you have that mentality, you know, it's like you haven't seen anything else. You haven't seen how other things are. Cause then yeah. you come back and be like, man, this is a great show. Cause those other shows were dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, like getting out there and at least trying is yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what comes of it. Like uh, Brian going to Florida. Yeah. You know, you have to do that. You have to take that big fucking swing and then you figure it out from there. What you want to do with it. I think it's just, uh, goes with everything it's a big mental health thing for me right now it's like the grass is always greener yeah and like you try to go out and do things like i did california wrestle like some good promotions some awesome people the grass really like it was greener in a sense obviously wrestling's better yeah but like you know i didn't like my nephew didn't know how to speak when i left and he was like putting together sentences when i came back yeah. like i don't want to miss that stuff again yeah. and like that's what's important to me like those are my core values and pro wrestling's a passion and it's awesome and I love it, um, but I just there's certain things I don't want to miss yeah. because I'm trying to chase something mm-hmm. where I know that no show is ever going to be the pinnacle of ending my depression. Yeah. No show is ever going to be the pinnacle of like ending these certain things for me. They're just going to be another thing that was once amazing, and yeah. then you're on it, and then you're stagnant again because you're always chasing and reaching. Yeah. And like I think my time in California taught me to like stop reaching and start looking around. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. when you look around, there's there's so many awesome things around you that you're missing out on by fantasizing about this dream world out there. Yeah. It's not even the dream world you want. It's like the happiness you're trying to achieve. Yeah. yeah. And that just puts you down a rabbit hole. Which you have to find it in yourself mm-hmm. rather than in this next thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're going to pivot to something that you and I talked about at Brandon's wedding. I like that I do all these dramatic podcasts. <laughs> so dramatic. But it's literally because my brain's like click, 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 click. Uh, so there's a difference between being a performer in any of these aspects mm-hmm. and a person that has to build the thing people perform on. Yes. It's a wild difference. Mm-hmm. And it's it can be beneficial. But if anyone, like our good friend Nick Gossert, if you <laughs> followed his trajectory, you know it can be a huge pain in the ass to build cool things. And you had that experience where you put on a show that basically united factions, right? You did yeah. this. I mean, it was fucking terrible. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. I've had, I've had the itch for years. I think I was yeah. like talking about doing a promotion for as far back when, like I've always been kind of an aggressive visionary here. That's like when me and Xander started our little school years ago. Oh yeah. yeah, And yeah. like, yeah. I've always just been like, something needs to fucking change. And yeah. I've always had this bug, like I'm gonna run a show. And the company thing just kind of like made it make sense. I was like, all right, like this is the right time to do it. And cause there was just for anyone that doesn't know, there was a professional wrestler, Benedict Cumberbatch got injured pretty severely and then people have been uh raising money putting on shows and cody put on a show that basically got all of the different groups to perform on one show which is crazy yeah oh, so you yeah. put that show on yeah i was oh. a promoter of, yeah. of oh, okay. cumberbash um but i god damn i was not <laughs> do it alone like yeah. i probably had four or five meetings with gazer yeah. um where he was basically 
you know, playing puppet with me to make it happen. Yeah. Um, and then Jeff Gold was a huge help putting on a, Hell yeah. giving us the ring. Um, I mean, oh, I could go on and on. Matt Yaden came in so clutch day of yeah. that. These are all promoters from different, yeah. that do different things. And, you know, I think it was just the cause. And I, I don't know. I think in psychology they call it trauma bonding. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, um, That's a lot of yeah. the arts. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we all got to come together for it. And I did, yeah. I do think a lot of beefs got squashed, like yeah. that were just unnecessary. And, you know, like, don't leave any stones unturned or whatever they say. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people got to squash some beef for a common cause of somebody who was just, who is a lovely person. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. And all kind of come together for it. And, but yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ, it was like so fucking hard. Like the last week I lost eight people to COVID yeah. on my show and including my main event, Royce, who got COVID. His girl got COVID the day before yeah. the fucking show. Of course. And uh, just calling all these audibles. One of the um, ring come alongs broke day of and Yaden was there for me for that. Um Oh man, like so many things went wrong. Yeah. Um, this is crazy. So there's this old Primo's fan, I think he is. His name is, I'm not even gonna say his name. <laughs> He's a crazy meth head. Yeah. And he called, we like, he was saying some homophobic things on Facebook and our good buddy Cormac Battle wasn't taking it. Yep, and shout out. we just started to uh, and, um, bully him on the internet for saying those things. <laughs> and uh, Deserve it. And so he saw my show and called the rec center I was putting it on at three days before the show and to say it was a white supremacy event. And they had to call me. <laughs> this happened. Is this Colorado Indie Wrestling, by the way? I'm not no. surprised. This happened. I feel like every scene's got some. Dog. Luckily, the oh, rec yeah. center, like, they knew yeah. me. We had great conversations. That's we were nuts. very, like, communication was awesome. Those people were great. But... And they just called, not to be like, is this a white supremacy show? But to more so be like, do you have security in case this person tries to show up? Yeah. Oh, awesome. And I got to get security volunteers last minute. I will and show like, up. I'll um, fight a meth head. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, he didn't show up. But like, <laughs> man, uh, there was so yeah. many things that went wrong. And so let me tell you, the itch to promote a show has been way. scratched. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's scratched. It's infected. It's yeah, like, it's like, like not again. Like... And see, that's another thing you did that I'm glad you did it because I think everyone has to try that mm -hmm. because you can sit around and talk shit. You can be like, these shows all fucking suck, whatever. Like, oh, no one's booking me. No one's doing this. And it's like, well, then build it yourself. Mm -hmm. Do it yourself. Yeah. If no one's doing, if no one's playing the music you want to hear, do it yourself. If no one's doing the shit that you want to hear, fucking go do it. Yeah. And I've always tried to like explain that to people because there were like I did a co comedy festival for multiple yeah. years in multiple countries. <laughs> like it's like huge. <laughs> Not fuck that, Floss, because most people haven't even tried to do that shit. But well, I've yeah. talked about it. But literally, and I think when we've talked, oh, it's okay. No, Gossert's out up, there. Pedro. Nick Gossert's outside taunting a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so he's somehow cyberbullying a dog. No, shout out because I want to bring Nick up because he's another person where we really connected on the fact that we just hated ourselves. Because <laughs> and it makes you hate yourself. Yeah. That you're and you're just doing it out of spite <laughs> at certain points. Where I was like, I'm gonna do crime in fucking Canada. I don't even care. I know people up there. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's Fuck just it. fucking do it. Let's do it. I think it takes having that, and but being able to 
not only manage that personally, but also yeah. lifestyle-wise, being able to manage yeah. and maintain that. Because if you can maintain that mentality and you have the like position to do that, a lot of times a lot of good shit can come yeah. out of it. Especially when you're in a position where you're at that point. Because you're just like, I've fucking been busting my ass to get to this point yeah. now with a little bit of resources. Be damned if I can't get something out of it. Because I'm sure each of us has had someone younger, usually, hopefully, approach us and be like, how did you do this? How did you do this? Like, how how did you make that thing happen? How did you do this? And literally, I was became such an asshole about it <laughs> because there were there were like all these younger dudes that would then try to make their own comedy festivals because they're like, well, if that fucking idiot could do it, anybody can, and they would all it, it just would bomb out. Hard. But they'd be like, how do I do it? And I'd just be like, don't. Just do a regular have if you can put on a good show, one good show, and you walk away from it being like, yep, like that's how I want to feel all the time. Do it. But don't like be like this wild ass swing to the fence. Well, they don't. They don't see the process. They only see yeah. like the outcome and the end of it. And it's just like, especially as someone who's gone through the trainings of numerous processes of like, oh, you want to do a play? Cool. We're going from the scrap, like the yeah. ground up of how we're doing everything, which means we're reading through this play numerous times. By the time you're like sick of reading through this play, we're now reading through the play while we block this shit, and then yeah. you go through the whole thing through the end of the beginning, whatever. Same as the filming process, especially as someone who writes and does their own shit. As the writer, the director, and the editor, I'm legit there from the beginning to the end. Like yeah. I, and and, and I, I do parts for myself, so I like it's even more. So, but no one sees like the whole process. Yeah. Like just because putting on productions before when we were doing comedy shows, yeah. I knew what what could go into it. Most people have no idea. You yeah. ran a show, but even not then, Colorado's so disorganized. We've pretty much seen shows be slapped together while the show has been there after it had been advertised forever. So, like, oh, man, we show man. up on time, we're getting the ring set up, and we're watching the show be slapped together. So we have some experience, but until you actually do it and go through all the yeah. the meetings you fucking never really think to have. Like, everyone just thinks you send out emails to sponsors. No, you may want to... They might <laughs> oh, want to sit there God, and have a dude. meeting with you. They may want to talk to you. They may want to see the shit that you have. Like, that was actually the worst. have something for us to invest money in? Like, yeah, no, one, right. no one thinks about, like, and what's your cause? Are you, oh, is this just a normal wrestling show yeah like yeah for what yeah it's it's but a yeah. whole bunch of wild shit I mean, but that's that's why i'm like confident in cody because it's like he's done all this shit now and he's got yeah, the I entrepreneurial spirit it, but, yeah, yeah. and even if it doesn't have to do with wrestling if it has to do with the next thing or a different thing you're still doing like the stuff because it's like you know i was in fucking shitty bands for 10 years then mm-hmm. did comedy for 10 years now i'm gonna sell t-shirts for 10 years <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, fuck it. All those experiences are going to make you a better mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. See, that that was like I was getting close to the end. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, I guess we're at 53. Wrapping up with that right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Cody, keep talking. Tell us more. I mean, yeah, it was, uh, I don't regret it. I would do anything for Cumby. Uh, yeah. I love him. Um, if you want to end it on a brighter note, um, he texted uh, one of us the other day, and he's moving his arms now. Nice. And, uh, one of our buddies texted him and was like, oh, my God, you're moving your arm now. That's awesome. And, like, Cumbie's a good-spirited person. He texts back, and he's like, I'll be beaten off in no time. <laughs> and that's like, the spirit. Yeah, nice. He has a good spirit, man. I mean, it's, like, such a funny joke. God damn, that's so that funny. That is funny. Yeah. But he has a good spirit. Yeah. And, um, Hell, yeah. You he know, was always a really good-spirited guy when I was around. Yeah. Room. Like, he was, yeah. <laughs> I got to live with him for a little bit. Yeah. Um, right before it happened, we were roommates. And, uh. Yeah, he's a good spirit, but he's a fucking dick when you have to cook with him. Um, he used to, he, 
trained culinary, and I didn't learn to cook oh, until COVID, and I'm gotcha. still learning. I'm still oh, pretty bad. Yeah. He used to sit at the kitchen table and watch me prep vegetables and just laugh at me hysterically. And he would come over and like do it all fast. And I'm like, how do you do that? And he's like, and you know, he's so quiet. <laughs> like, he'd just go back to his chair and watch me again. He would just mock me while I cooked That's food. Funny. Um, That's awesome. But no, I mean, it, it goes to say like the sense of camaraderie. That's what I come back to about wrestling. Yeah. And, um, I think that the Cumberbatch show did give us a sense of camaraderie and you don't want to come together for a cause like that, but you know, trauma bonding, right? Like I think yeah, a lot yeah. of us are kind of on similar pages now. And you know, in terms of uniting wrestling, Nick Gossert has helped a ton with that because he'll do shows with, um, you know, like Rocky Mountain Pro people and New Era people and whatever uh, promotion you affiliate with directly. And like these people are getting along and not even getting along, they're having good matches and good matches, even, good chemistry, like backstage. Yeah. That's why I love Triple Ups. It's like oh, they're man. dudes I'd never met. It's very because positive. fucking like some of the locker rooms don't cross. I don't wrestle there, they don't wrestle wherever. But fucking everyone's just getting along, chilling. Like it's a big yeah. ass time and that's the thing where it's like most of the time well, yeah. In Colorado it can be fifty fifty, but most of the time it's not even the it's not even the boys in the locker room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's all a testament that. to Nick building something like Oh, oh cuz when he started it people were yeah. laughing. Oh yeah. They're just like yeah. well, they're, they're still, still laughing but they're laughing with us now. <laughs> well yeah, he's still, laughing all the way to the But bank. they were laughing like that shit will never work and the next thing you know it's just like even in that smaller theater consistently getting bigger crowds than most yeah. of these other places who are wrestling someone like at least a quarter more capacity if not, you know, half more the capacity. No, yeah. easily. I mean, uh, wrestling for Lucha Libre and laughs like talking about grasping that feeling is like that's, the, that's the a one like the happiest I am. Yeah. That's a rare I'm wrestling it there. Like, and I, that is a rare spot for sure. Uh, and I love it. Like the the character I've taken on and like the booze it gets and all the like crazy <laughs> things we got to do. Like it is so much fun to me. There's nowhere in like the world I'm happier than like when I'm wrestling at Lucha Libre and laughs. Yeah. It just is what it is. Yeah. Like, Gazer could take my whole personality from me if he wanted to. <laughs> and, and sometimes I think he knows that. Yeah. But, but uh, he will destroy you one day. Yeah. You like inevitably, him. I'm like, this is why I need to get in the fucking gym because uh, I'm like, you're the only person I want to work for, senpai. But, <laughs> but no. I one, of I mean, my, one of my favorite memories was me and Cody getting yelled at, and you had a sucker. And then I took it and put it in my mouth. Or it was other way in the audience. They were not happy with that. That's how he got his COVID that defined him. It was. That was was ground zero for COVID. That was, yeah, because that was a couple years before COVID. We started it. Not a lot of people know that. No, exactly. (laughs) That's where it started. That one Lucha Libre and Live show all those years ago. Um, But yeah, man. I mean, like, I think that's just maybe the biggest takeaway. Because we we talked about mental health at the beginning of this. Is like not grasping at greener pastures but like looking at the fields around you yeah because mm-hmm. it's a lot of really awesome things that you might already be doing it a lot of us like being entertainers like don't even realize that we already took the leap that everybody wants to take and no one did to begin with yeah, yeah. i mean i might never do anything in wrestling that substantial but i did get to do a match for 205 live at the pepsi center Hell for fifteen thousand yeah. people yeah. and that's not a big accomplishment on a big wrestling scale but yeah, to me that was like, like yeah exactly. oh my done now yeah like i'll never forget devon dudley looking at all the big guys and looking at me and saying usually size matters but not today and calling me into the <laughs> ring and i was like this is fucking crazy <laughs> and it's like i went out to the car and started crying and calling my dad and i was like i'm gonna be on wwe tonight oh, he was like, yeah. what the fuck like and and those things like i think a lot of entertainers will tell you to downgrade your 
accomplishments because those accomplishments aren't a big deal on a grand scale. Yeah. But like, I think what we need to take out of entertainment for our own mental health is how much does this accomplishment mean to me and not yeah. so much yeah. my resume, yeah. not so much my CV. Like, yeah. Now my wrestling... dad's told me that before. Absolutely. Yeah. Where he's just like, when I was like, fuck, I didn't do anything. And he's like, are you kidding me? You've yeah. done some ridiculous things that like no one no one could have ever predicted or done and it's like oh, that's true yeah, yeah. no and, i like i've i've balanced between that too because as someone who's like had very specific training for like an art thing i approach it in a certain way where i'm in like i get a certain thing out of it like that's just what i do i'm an entertainer so i perform but i've also used it to where growing as an artist or anything as an artist has also made me grow more as a person too because it gives me a different outlook it's just like I'm getting experience through trying to get these experiences, but then just realizing that I have these different things. Like we all have these things in our path that help us develop in something where it's like, even if you don't fully understand a situation, you know, a situation that's similar. So being able to look in like to be, to being able to have that and not only enjoy it, like for what it is, but have it in some way start to benefit like your actual life. And then you can separate from it where you yeah. can take your value away from it. And you can be like, you can take your skills that you may have developed in this art form. And then you can also take your value because now you're like, now it's not one thing that's intertwined. If I can pull yeah. something from this, it's about the clearly, next thing. Yeah. The value that I had, whatever I created came from me. It just was channeled through whatever this is being able to find that like in oneself, I think is the best thing, not only just for, you know, someone's health as like an art, mental health as an artist, but also as a person being able to separate all yeah. that. Shit. And for me, like the most beneficial thing is helping others because mm -hmm. you can think about yourself all day and yep. what you want and what you're not getting and what you want to do but just being able to step like put that aside and be like you know helping other people be like god damn Dante yeah. Powell's like an amazing comedian Hell he yeah. started doing comedy because of the thing I did yeah and we're good friends like that's crazy when you think about it that way too yeah yeah I mean um I don't know I, I think I get a lot of that with Matt Thomas um as much as a goober as he is, like, <laughs> it's really fun to be like, all right, this is my first student. Like, yeah. me and Alex Slack train this guy and seeing him do really good or, like, represent himself well in the locker room. Not just for my reputation, because I, I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, but, like, same. Yeah. You got to shake but, hands. Like, I never gave a shit. It's just like, yeah, if I'm, I'm training somebody basics, I'm training you basics. It's not for yeah. my reputation. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck am I? Like, I really don't. Yeah, right. Like... <laughs> I mean, if I made a name for myself, maybe I'd give a shit, but it's just like, yeah, they're going to just be like, you were trained by who? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> right. And just seeing what he's doing and seeing him having fun with it. Yeah. And seeing him not just be like another guy who, you know, like gotten shows and stopped training. Like, Matt Thomas is out there grinding. He'll, he'll do whatever he needs to do at every single show. He's the ring guy. He's the ring guy at every show. Oh, like, yeah. He's great. Yeah. So, I mean, there is a sense of accomplishment with giving rather than just always taking, which yeah. is what we're kind of taught to do in these like industries. Mm -hmm. It's like, take, take, take. Yeah. And yeah. why and am I not getting this? Yeah, it's me, me, me. Unless you're in an old punk scene, then it's yeah. us, us, us. Yeah. Until something Well, and then and it's another thing I've always said, there's a good selfish and there's a bad selfish. So it's like, if you're being selfish for, for really singular issues, then that's the bad selfish. But if you're like, you have to be selfish to where it's like, more so taking accountability. I have to do this because my time is limited here. Yeah. My resources are limited here. I have to be this selfish. I have to be this meticulous with how I'm moving, how I'm doing things, because that's the only way I get to this point where now not only am I happy, like now am I happy because I'm doing something that I want, like I've always wanted to achieve, but because what I've wanted to achieve makes me happy and it provides all these other things that I wanted to be able to provide for. Like a lot of the places we want to get, 
it would financially benefit the people we wanted to. It help yeah. us do the things we want to do. It help us be able to build up the communities we want to build up too. Because I mean, we fucking live in the society. Finances ruin the thing. So it's not chasing money, <laughs> but it's getting to the point where it's like I'm happy doing this. But getting to this point where I would like to get is beneficial to like long term of like trying to build some shit up. Because yeah. I I personally don't give a shit about legacy. However, I would like to build some stuff up where it's other people. It's like we've taken we're the first ones taking this step i've been saying that a lot recently to people it's like most other people haven't even taken this step so yeah. it's hardest trying to carve out your own path you don't have a path yeah. you're the first one to do it like you don't have any resource to drag you and pull you through it you're doing that shit all on your own yeah because you could spend the rest of your life being like well what if i would have tried that yeah exactly like most fucking people do it do. all yeah yeah most people are like well i'm really funny i just and it's like no, it's fun you, to fucking yep. fail at 10 things and dream about 10 things exactly. yeah. yeah at least you're yeah, trying the shit exactly hell yeah and that's how you become a better <laughs> and sweeter dude all right Look so before that. we get out of here uh what are you into right now like just personally just what yeah. shit what shows you watching shit anything anything you're into what's giving uh, you joy <laughs> it can be dumb shit to like namaste me. yeah what's bringing uh, you joy right now is bringing you relaxation oh man i think the biggest thing that is keeping me sane right now is honestly time with friends and time with family um yeah i mean that's that's really what it is i think there's a lot of shit going on and uh you know i'm trying to take care of myself but i think what i'm happiest right now is like i live with like two of my best friends I met in middle school and one of my friends I met in uh, wrestling and like I am constantly surrounded with like love and care and cum jokes and like uh, yeah. just the most important thing out of the cum jokes <laughs> but no it's uh I'm just surrounded by a lot of people I love right now and I think that's super necessary at the moment and just try not to take that for granted yeah. um, that's that and wrestling for Lucha Libre and laughs there it yeah, is yeah there um, we go He's not just saying that because he desperately wants you to keep booking him gossip. So don't. I am. He truly. He's not like those other. Here, I'm going to get real close. He's not like those other guys that kiss your ass because they want to be on your show, dude. He's cool, I swear. He's one of the Um, weirdos. Yeah. Just loving the people around me and having fun trying to grow my real estate business. There it is. Um, Trying. You know, um, it's, it's, you know. It's going. Hey, it's, it's tough, but it's yeah. probably the same as wrestling and acting and those things. It's you're diving in, you're yeah. fucking doing it. Yeah, and same thing. I got a great mentor. Yeah, um, it really lights a fire under my ass when I'm like not motivated to do shit. Nice. He's just a guy that'll be like, nah, like get off do your it. ass, yeah. go. get some shit done. I, I think need everybody that, needs that yeah. a little bit. Um, so yeah, I think that's what makes me happy. Because you're gonna be that mentor for someone else in the future. Yep. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. maybe, yeah. we'll see. Well, the, well, the real estate's doing great. <laughs> what do we get into? Like, listen, let's not talk about any Part of that. two of this podcast or is money. now real estate. Yeah, yeah right. Oh, God, that sounds like a horrible time. <laughs> like, let's not do that. See, um, I turned the good positive thing into <laughs> But yeah, no, those are all good. I can't even think of, like, what am I into? Yeah, oh, into uh, we're starting a t-shirt company. It's going to be much more than that. But uh, when I had COVID, again, I had COVID. Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, never would have guessed no but when i had covid i was in my in my sweats i was in the night sweats just sweating and shivering and like something popped in my head where i was like what are you gonna do next and i've i've kind of put off thinking about it because you know i did the band stuff i did the comedy stuff a little bit of wrestling stuff 
And it was like, what's the next thing? And I'm like, well, just being old and having like a regular job and not worrying about money because I'm doing these other things. So that worked that out. But then it's like, so what's next? And I was like, what doesn't exist right now? Because that's always how I've found the next thing. Like, and with Nick, through countless conversations, you know, hey, there's not a comedy and wrestling show. And I think that'd be cool. I should do that. And that's, you know, like I was saying earlier when I was a teenager with bands, mm -hmm. there aren't bands playing here. All right. How do I do that with comedy? It's like most comedy's fucking lame and in comedy clubs. How do I do it in other places? Yeah. How do I do it the way I would want to see it? And like, so in my fugue state, I was like, there's all the outdoors brands are either fucking super generic where it's just like some colorful mountains and whatever, or it's like namaste shit where it's like breathe in the air this, you know shit where you see it and you're just like ugh. and i was like i'm gonna make like some brutal heavy metal ass punk rock outdoor brand and eventually build it into an out actual thing but mm -hmm. start out simple where it's shirts and shit so doomwood outfitters coming next month that's right shopdoomwood.com will eventually be the website but yeah i've like dove into it or i have to have an llc and all this shit dude i ran that comedy festival in multiple countries with no llc <laughs> that was i could i don't I, know if we, I, I don't I, know if we should be admitting that <laughs> hold on time out time out oh, trust me i'm my accessory time out time out okay if you're in the government or the irs ignore that last thing that was a joke that wasn't real that was uh i definitely didn't uh, i don't even know how he put that disclaimer like i'm not going to edit that whole part out no, you should leave it because I think it's important that I statue of limitations. Yeah, sure. statue of limitations. That was how long ago? Twenty fourteen. Just say ten years. Just yeah. say ten years. But so that's allegedly. So, it, but it's been cool, and I think like it's been the thing where now I have another thing I can like put time into, focus on because I think everyone needs that. You need like a thing that you're like thinking about and mm -hmm. that you'll have ideas for, and so it's like making that next thing. I'll eventually start that wrestling promotion we keep talking about, but that's yeah. We, we got most. We got some of the books, man. Yeah. <laughs> what about the books, man? What about you? Talk uh, now. shit. Right now, really nothing. Um, you're doing some. Shit. I'm doing Come some. On. I'm doing Come some on, stuff. Sir. Um, slowly rolling into pre-production for some shit that I'm trying to get done. So coming out here and getting a lot of my writings and my uh, props help. So uh, stunt work, which is hopefully going to start kicking up more soon, but. I mean, shit, I was just on set for a music video, like, a week ago, so that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Um, in Atlanta, for trying to get the acting shit going, so there's always that focus, uh, catching up on Doctor Who. Doctor Who? Doctor Who. <laughs> Whom? Yeah, uh, catching up on Doctor Who and trying to not lose my sanity. Hey. It's <laughs> really what I got. It's all I got right now. <laughs> I've been a simple man in this depressive time. Hell yeah. Cody, shout out the your Cody Divine on everything. Cody Divine on everything. Cody Divine twenty four on Instagram. Cody Divine five on Twitter. Don't bother with that. And Cody <laughs> Divine on Facebook. There he is. And catch me on LinkedIn. I haven't logged in in two years. Ooh, it's been at least six for me. Yeah, I made an account, but I understand it even less than I understand Twitter. I started using it recently, and it's yeah. LinkedIn's not for people like us. Okay. I love that that's broad. Like, the three of us are the same. It's not bad. <laughs> no, it's, I, yeah, I just feel that. Like, it's a weird place. Networking online. Yeah. Like, you're trying to slide into their DM, but instead you're trying to ask them about their, like, stock portfolio. Yeah. Instead of trying to, like, you're take not, them out. Yeah, you're yeah. not, like, so, hey, I don't know. I'm only online to try and get this 
You know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the sweetest dude. Hell yeah. Suck it. If you want to. Yeah. Course. Cody's. Consent. <laughs> Don't say. Okay. Cody tried to say consensually and he didn't say it right. He does understand the concept. So do not. Do not cancel. Mac, I'm talking to you. Do not cancel <laughs> your roommate and good friend Cody. He tags you and shit online <laughs> while you guys are in the same room. Why'd you say consent, bro? <laughs> Damn it. Uh, all right, say hell yeah, suck it, Cody. Hell yeah. Suck it. <laughs> all right.